0: Mino Line Media presents the Business First podcast.
2: Hi, all, and welcome to a new episode of Business First with Sonia Aline. I am your host. And today we are going to talk about what it truly means to be innovative. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation with the gentleman in our studio, Michael Pratt, who is the founder and CEO of a consumer electronics company that is reimagining plastic. Um, and the name of that company is Pivot. Uh, so welcome, Michael.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful to be here.
2: Yes. Um, and uh, well, you know, let me ask, how are you today? I'm doing phenomenal.
1: <laughs> I live in Austin, Texas, so I'm avoiding the heat. Uh, okay. We've been in a heat wave <laughs> above normal uh, and, and with kids running around, dogs running around, and even having my mother in town. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my sanity.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, I obviously want to talk to you, you know, the reason you're here is so that we can talk about these products that you have developed and you're introducing into the market. But I wanted to start with your background, because you have spent roughly the last 20 years in the telecommunications industry, and the, the, the principles or the tenets of your, your current business are, you know, being disruptive, innovative and compelling. And what I thought was interesting about that, roughly the last 25 years, which encompasses your time of of work in in the tech industry, have probably within our lifetime, right, have been Mm -hmm. the most disruptive, innovative, and compelling in terms of products brought to market, services introduced. And so what was it with you actually living it, right, living these, these, these products and services coming to market, decided that you were going to introduce some products into the market but you were also going to take technology another step what we you know we're used to you were going to take that another step further and be you know be truly innovative
1: mm-hmm. so number one that's a wonderful question to start off and a great way to encapsulate what the last 25 years have been in telecoms you're absolutely right particularly in mobile uh it has been disruptive and innovative Uh, we are what i consider to be in one of our moments of of maturity uh when you look at kind of the devices and things showing up these days the innovations are incremental versus major steps so we're we're definitely in a mature level our, our stage of development and you know your question being what why did i go in the direction i did with pivot trying to continue to be disruptive and innovative i'm looking at that in and when I started Pivot, I was looking at it from a slightly different perspective. Uh, what you've described as kind of the hardware and the, and the technology disruption and innovation that's come about. What I'm referencing is that, but also the way we communicate, sell and engage with uh, our cons- various consumers and to now move into the stage that's clearly necessary, which is to be concerned about the environment and be what what is considered social entrepreneurism right Um, it's great to go out and create the latest gadget or widget uh, but if you no longer pay attention to what the life cycle is and the end of life cycle is on that gadget or widget you're not doing you're you're doing a disservice to those that come come after you and and I'll, i'll say this there's a uh We we did a program with Best Buy years ago, and I I launched a product that uh, utilized a West African proverb or word that means uh, Sankofa, which is that you stand on the shoulders of those before you. Right. And so where I am today, what I've done is because of those who came in front of me, whether it's my family and parents and ancestors or just my blood lineage or those before me who struggle, strive to just create opportunities that I've been able to take advantage of. But on that note, you look forward and that's the disruption and innovation part for Pivot is to know where I came from, but to know I'm responsible for creating and making sure what I do now doesn't ruin what's here for my lineage and those that come after me so that Mm. disruption now isn't only on the hardware software Mm. and the simple tech but it's on being consistent and being disruptive and innovative on the end of life making sure my products don't sit sit around for six generations and lastly that disruption and innovation is also uh, on on how you sell product uh, Mm. as being someone that rarely if ever sees someone that looks like me in boardrooms, whether I'm in Cupertino, or or, uh, Arkansas, or Minnesota, uh, where a lot of these national retailers are headquartered, I I, I don't see myself in those rooms. I don't engage Mm. with people that look like me. So the disruption as well is to create a brand that is a universal brand led by someone that looks and is culturally who I am, but also speaks authentically around who and what I am culturally in the world to demonstrate that, it, you know, we are more than and we are all unequal. And to just talk to folks that look like me authentically, because our industry doesn't market to people of color very well. In fact, it's a secondary thought, to be honest.
2: The other thing I, I found really fascinating about the work that you're doing and before we actually talk to, you know, you explain the, the, the products that you have in the marketplace was um, when you think about plastic. Right, like in Mm -hmm. my head, and I think in a lot of people's heads, right, plastic was something we could reduce the usage of, right, but it wasn't really something that we could change. Like Mm -hmm. it's 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 going to continue to exist because it's convenient, right, and the best that we could possibly do is just reduce our usage of it. And so, why did you think, right, and and and, you know, I, I just had this conversation with a um with with a, a business partner of mine. But, you know, there are a lot of terms that we use and we use them so regularly that they have lost their meaning. And I feel like innovation is, is one of them. You know, we hear about companies where, you know, the CEO is always pushing his team to be innovative, but then when somebody comes up with new ways of, of doing something, they go, well, no, like we're not ready to do that. Or that we don't really think that's a good idea. And so we like using the word um, innovation we like to tell people that they need to be innovative but it really does require thinking very differently sometimes about the simplest things or the things that we've just become so used to to doing and plastic is absolutely one of them it was just like i didn't think that we could rethink plastic i just again i thought we could just reduce our usage and so why did you create the product that you did and like, what came first? Was it that, you know what, we could do this differently, or I want to do this, and I think that we can do it differently?
1: So so that's another wonderful question. Uh, first, there's the, the first simple part of it is when I started Pivot, the brand and the word itself, by definition, is the point in which something changes. And so mm-hmm. when I started the, the business, the idea was to create a consumer brand that goes in and looks like I don't consider myself a phone case or simply a sustainability company. That's doing what you see right now. We consider ourselves a solutions driven company, right? So mm-hmm. our goal is to go and look at where there are problems and be innovative and disruptive and create solutions and then capitalize on them at the most rudimentary mm-hmm. level. That's the idea. And so having spent over almost, what, almost 25 years now uh, uh, in the industry, and seeing it and being integral on all levels, I've, I've done everything. Um, I, I looked at where's the biggest problem to go out there, disruptive and fix, and that was around plastic and the fact that you know there's a ton of wastage in our industry in all industries. And you right. you mentioned the the, the word reduce without over telling my age, because now I'm old enough where I, you know, you don't necessarily go tell you how old you are anymore. Um, but, but let's say in the last 40 years in the U.S., I remember being taught in elementary through reduce, reuse, and recycle.
2: Right. And when we
1: started looking at where to disrupt. You take those three R's and in America right now, and really globally, on average, 10% of single use or you know one time use plastic is reduced, or reuse recycled. Right. apologies the rest of it ends up where in a landfill or in litter landfill. Or in the ocean and so we call that the 90% problem so that is where we went for our disruption and we decided how do we solve that and and i'll just call out our solution right now fits the problem we're attacking right now in the mobile industry our r&d is built on looking and identifying our pro- solutions for specific problems. So it's is not a universal answer. There is different yeah. parameters and, and factors that go into where the best solution is. We aren't the only, but I do think I have the best solution right now for this right. type of plastic waste issue. Uh, and so we called it the 90% problem and we created our self-cycle technology to be the 90% mm-hmm. solution. So that in our case, a product like a, a phone case or most of the mobile accessories that have, on average, two, three year life cycle and then end up right. in the landfill. In this case, when you if it's a pivot product with self cycle plastic, when it ends up in a landfill, on average, between three to five years, our testing has shown and that was third party testing. Um, shows that that product will rapidly break down or degrade into you know at 99 plus percent degradation in those nutrient-rich type environments. So we went for this solution or we came up with this solution for this specific problem and then are, are going to build it out and apply it to other channels, other industries accordingly.
2: Yeah. And so What's interesting is, so, so for the audi- audience, so that they can support you, right? You do sell phone cases and phone accessories. But I'm that here to great. say that your, your branding actually works because I have been so reluctant. It's why it took us so long, right? Like, how are we? 11 minutes into this interview to actually say that that's what you did because you do seem much bigger than that, mm-hmm. right? To, so mm-hmm. to have introduced you as a phone accessory company really just seemed to reduce you Without, although those products are important, it, you are much better, I should say not better, much bigger than that, right? And so it's interesting that your branding, like I said, is obviously working because it's, it's getting people who look at you to see you not just as a, if they take time to examine who you are, I see you as bigger than just a phone case company, that you really are a solution. And, you know, you've partnered with a, another organization, an environmentalist organization, and um, what's interesting, they also produce a, a show or a documentary on Netflix, which I started to watch as a result of that. And what I learned from, from them is that, and we don't talk about these things, right? Like how important ocean life is yes. to the life that we have on this planet. Like we we take those things for granted. And so, you know, as we're talking about what you're doing and your partnerships, you know, being a solution so, so, um, provider, you really want to improve and impact how people are living and and thriving on this planet, aren't you?
1: So again, you, I, this is such a great interview. You, like you have done so much research, I love this. It's fun. I can do real talk. Like uh, Richard is the CEO at the Ocean Agency, who you're referencing, and again, right. it's a nonprofit that is doing real work. It's not lip service. It's yeah. not just to go do something like the things we're doing actually can impact the planet today, mm-hmm. not down the road, not something may be incremental. Right now, if you go to a store and, and pick up pivot product, instead of the competitor, you've changed a sixth generation of, of impact. You literally mm-hmm. have changed the world just through your choice as a consumer. That's real world impact. And that's kind of how, where we were going for it with our solution. And it's the same with the ocean agency and why we partnered with them exclusively and is again, pivots authentic. Anything I say and put out in public, kick the tire, check it all you want. You're going to find it's Mm -hmm. all accurate. We don't say anything because that's one of the things I've also noticed and where we're trying to disrupt Mm -hmm. is that consumers have gotten, have become less trusting of brands and corporations because Mm -hmm. marketing, you know, they call it greenwashing. It's going on right now in the, in, from an environmental, everyone's biodegradable, everyone's sustainable, yeah. everyone has those jingle keywords, but they have no right. proof and they have nothing right. behind it. And now you can't trust it. So we'll pivot, everything we do when we partner with how we build is authentic. And so the ocean agency, you're, you hinted at it. They're talking about the fact that 70% of this planet is water, water. we are terrestrial beings and we don't understand still to this day what exactly is happening on 70% of the planet and truly the impact that what's going on there has on us. And it's a reciprocal, a very scary reciprocal effect right now because we don't have that knowledge. And so that partnership, Richard, the CEO is phenomenal. He's a, he's a geek in his world. Like I am in my world of just knowing and going and digging and and, and being subject matter experts the best we can. And that's why we partner with them. Uh, But you, yeah, you're correct. Like these, Making an impact today is the important part. And then yeah. if I can capitalize on it, then I'm happy. I mean, I've got three kids I gotta put to college. Right. So right.
2: A- absolutely. And so so for the for the audience, talk a little bit about what your product does in terms of how it breaks down. Because that was another interesting discovery that plastics in the um that are left in these landfills mm-hmm. don't last for decades. They can last for hundreds of years compared right. to how your product breaks down. So talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Sure, so that's, you're, you're right on path with that. So on average plastic, different, obviously we have different types of plastic, but, but on average plastic takes about 500 years before it even starts to have any measurable degradation. And it's, and we're still mm-hmm. talking incremental or in, you know minute, uh, nothing yeah. tremendous. Uh, And again, that's part of the understanding and being aware of what we're doing in our everyday life. Most of us don't Uh, really know that we assume in general, you would assume, oh, it's probably takes 10 years, 15 years, no, Uh six generations. Your choice today is going to affect your your lineage six generations from now. That's how big of an impact our everyday one-time use plastic consumption is. Uh, And so when we looked at that 90% problem, we were like, well, what is the solution? The way we answer is it's not to change consumer behavior. Consumers mm-hmm. are doing what they're doing. You're not going to win. Again, being mm-hmm. someone who's almost almost 50, right? I you know 40 plus years of being told reduce, reuse, recycle, and we only do 10% yeah. as a country and as, a, as people. So trying to innovate by moving you know the masses is not the right solution. So our technology, again, we coined it self-cycle and we call it self-cycle because when recycling is not available or doesn't occur, and that's 90% Mm -hmm. of plastic anyway, if the plastic ends up in a landfill, which we use science-wise, we we, we call it a nutrient-rich environment, which means bacteria are there that do degradation that eat plastic. Uh, mm-hmm. If the plastic ends up there, our our material blended in our, with into the pivot plastic um, makes that plastic attractive to decay agents. So the bacteria mm-hmm. that are relevant or present in landfills will be attracted to our plastic and consume it or degraded at the same rate that they do an organic material. That's what our testing wow. has shown. So you consider a banana peel and how fast that type of organic. Uh, refuse would would degrade in a landfill pivot plastic does the same with the additive we've created
2: that's incredible and so how has the what has been the response to that like we know environmentalists um would be be excited but how is consumer response when they when they understand how by buying this product that they can really impact the the planet at the same time
1: so there's a that's a layered answer uh Mm. The biggest challenge that I have right now being a a small business and primarily Mm -hmm. self-funded, uh, is the marketing and communications outwards. Right. And we're just Mm -hmm. kicking a lot of that off now that the technology's proven and we've gotten a good footprint of available, uh, footprint of stores that we can actually sell to the consumer. So we're now just starting to tell everyone, Hey, look at us, come get us. Uh, but when people know what pivot products do. Uh, It's a no-brainer. It's an instant. They convert immediately. Consumers are all in. Industry information or industry data indicates that sustainability or uh, eco-friendly type deciding factors for purchase are still not in the top three. Consumers don't use eco as a number Mm -hmm. one, number two, number three reason for purchase, but it is an icing on the cake type of opportunity. So pivot products meet or exceed the same feature benefits of our competition Uh, but then it also is able to self-cycle. So it becomes an icing on the cake opportunity for us to sell and move product. And again, i go back to this point. We're not changing consumer behavior. We're giving you a better option at retail. Just choose us and you're changing six generations down of impact to the planet just by making that choice in the store.
2: And so you're also,
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at
0: regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Also saying that it's easy to choose you because you're, you're competitive in terms of look and usage as well. So talk to us a little bit about the features of some of your accessories. So probably the most
1: important feature right now, in my perspective, is our clear cases uh, that we have in the market. So mm-hmm. uh, competitors that have tried to be in what I'll call the sustainability or eco space that have had other alternative technologies um, have struggled with being able to do what we call pure clear. Right. So you buy an iPhone or an iPad or a Galaxy Samsung device. You want people to know you have that hero device. Right? Right. You don't want it covered <laughs> up and, and whatever. Uh, and so clear cases and clear product protective products are, are have become like the number one type of product purchased by consumers rivaling, uh, black, which always, you know, every time black is always number one, uh, because people mm-hmm. want to show off. I have an iPhone. Right. Uh, and so we're the only brand that has a, a product that will 100% biodegrade over time. Um, that is pure clear, right? Everyone else, no one else mm-hmm. has been able to do that yet. So I'm excited for that because that's unique. You can again have a truly pure, clear case that will fully biodegrade. Uh, and then when you look at all the other features, for from my standpoint, my head of design, Will Will Marshall, um, is a phenomenal industrial designer, and we work on an ethos of making really clean, like I use the term sexy, right, lines and everything mm-hmm. in our product. Not it's it's very it's it's just clean, very Apple uh, and so our products have all the features of everyone right now. MagSafe is huge for iOS or Apple devices All of our products have MagSafe technology implemented into them um, We we use 100% uh, biodegradable or uh, Recycled materials for our zero line The zero line is probably the most eco-friendly product in the market right now It's 100% recycled material the base and then it's enhanced with our self cycle technology. So in theory we're removing plastic from the planet when we Mm. sell the zero plus line because that's a product a plastic that had a formal or former uh, life cycle was reclaimed upcycled and then made available as raw material again we now use it in our products now when you throw it away it biodegrades and it's gone so we're removing plastic from the planet in that line so sustainability uh, technology, the MagSafe technology, the peer clear, and then providing the same drop protection everyone else has. So all of the features you're used to, we have that. Plus we're sustainable.
2: Yeah. What would you say, as you mentioned earlier, you know, when you walk into rooms there, there are very few people that look like you. Right. And we also know that less, less than 1% of of black owned businesses are funded by VC Mm. companies um, and, and, and by other Um, financial um, organizations using your principles, right? Of being disruptive, innovative, and compelling. You know, what would you suggest to people who are feeling either intimidated by the technology space or feeling left out of the technology space?
1: So, yeah, so that's, it is very difficult to be very Mm -hmm. honest about it. Uh, You know, One of the things in the last few years that has occurred is with the DEI push. unfortunately, after that killing of Mr. Floyd in in Minnesota, there was this rush of effort and interest nationally to look at and trying to open up market and and really focus on black business and such. And it's kind of dwindled. Mm -hmm. Right. That's just the truth. Uh, And and even with all of that attention, we've still struggled with attracting and gaining uh, financial investment. Uh, so to answer the question, like it is hard, uh, but Mm -hmm. I'm confident in what I, what I've done. I know Mm -hmm. who I am. I know Sankofa. I know the I know the shoulders that I stand on. So for me to give up, for me not to go out and do that fight would be disrespectful to those that, that came and created the opportunities for me to be here today. Um, and so I would recommend to anyone just have, have the confidence have the, the spiritual foundation to know who you are, where you yeah. come from, that you come from an amazing lineage and therefore you need to be out fighting and, and go through whatever the, the circumstances or struggles, keep pushing because it's, if you've got a good thing and a good opportunity, have faith in yourself and keep going. The disruptive mm. piece of this is I would say today uh, is probably one of the best times in the last 20 plus years to create a brand and to go out and do. Technology has leveled the playing fields. AI is making it cheaper and more possible to do everything on your own quickly. Uh, And I know there's a lot of language and and news and everything, fear of AI, but I'm not, I don't subscribe to those types of thinking. You embrace technology and you use it to your advantage, right? That's disruption yes, entry level and and some type of work that has been solid paying and opportunities are going away. Yeah. But there's still opportunities to manage and use and deal with the new technology and implement it. Right. And so be disruptive by utilizing new tech, uh, be innovative in in, in being sure and confident in yourself and going out there and doing what you know needs to be done and having confidence yourself that you can do so. Uh, And then on the financial level, listen, I have learned how to ask for money in ways culturally I wasn't taught to do. Right, uh, yeah. I've learned things like debt management, debt funding, things that where I come from. I joked with someone the other day. I don't know if it's appropriate here, but you know where I grew up and how I grew up, if you owed somebody money, you just didn't see them, right? You disappeared till right. <laughs> so you had their money and then you showed up here your money. You don't go talk to them and say, listen, man, this is what's going on. I promised to pay you, and here's how I'm going to. Uh, what? Like I, that's new. I didn't know that. That's yeah. but in business, that's part of how you do. You have to have debt yeah. to grow, right? The growth stage we're in right now. I need debt. I have to manage debt. I have to go borrow and have confidence again in what yeah. I'm doing. That to go, you know, take the risk, put the the, the assets up, uh, and, and, and bet on myself that I'm going right. to go deliver and go take the debt on. And have confidence that you can actually get there. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's so true. We were you know, dead is not something we're supposed to have in any shape, way, or, or, or form. It's, I, I like your perspective on that. Um, mm-hmm. When you get the opportunity to speak in these rooms, what message is important for others to hear, people in the industry to hear? Facts,
1: simple as that. This is the part about it that's so funny. The facts just talk I speak facts and truth uh, I had a conversation with the CMO of one a national retailer literally during the pandemic when George Floyd was killed and we were talking through some things and and I, I you know again I don't know the appropriateness or not, but I told him bet on black in the conversation and uh, and explained to him why right you, I think about Nike with Kaepernick everyone was anti Kaepernick this and that Nike bet on him and had mm-hmm. one of the best quarters ever because yeah. the quality value of that asset of Colin Kaepernick. Uh, and, and so it's like when you look at the, the, the African-American community or black community in general, uh, over-indexing technology, over-indexing in right. social media, trending mm. towards $2.1 trillion in spending capacity, those are right. facts. Yeah. So if you right. as a company or a business are ignoring how to talk to that group, you're losing and leaving money on the table. And you shouldn't be in that room with me, to be very honest, because we're here as a company to make money and build uh, wealth and such and, and to grow. And if you're gonna ignore or not think about how to talk to a community with these type of, of value and, 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 and uh, just values to you as a company, then you should, you're, you're the wrong person. So I speak very mm-hmm. frankly, I, I will say this, that's a freedom of being an entrepreneur when i worked mm-hmm. at other comp in the company co- perspective and i've been corporate i've been middle level and small business it you're, you're being paid to do what you're doing so you sometimes have to you have to code or change how you speak sometimes even though you want to get right. a message across you don't own it pivot's mine i speak how i want right and i mm-hmm. and i'm and i and, and part of Having done 20 plus years in industry and and gained the knowledge and experience I have, I have the level of confidence to go into those conference rooms and speak authentically and build my brand authentically Mm -hmm. speaking my language without, I, I don't change, I don't wear masks, I don't change my dialect, I don't change my vernacular, I don't change anything. I speak who I am, I am who I am because I'm something that people should see and understand is present. Because I represent Mm. and stand on the shoulders of those before me, and I come from a line of amazing people. So I sit Mm. in these conference rooms and speak that language. It's time. It's always been there. You know, we've always been like like this, and I don't know what happened, but I speak that in the office or in the corporate uh, boardrooms now.
2: Yeah. And I think it's really important, as you say, to encourage people to own their story, own their experience, not be embarrassed by it, not not diminish it in any way when you're presenting, because that is what that's what being authentic is. Right. And that's what if you're bringing something new to the market, you have to bring your whole perspective for it to for it to truly be authentic. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, What is what's next for you in terms of the product development but also in terms of how you'd like to see yourself in. Cause I actually see you doing, in, I see you working in two spaces. I see you developing a brand for yourself, just talking about who you are and, and why all of these things are important. And then of course the pivot brand to, um, to go on and, and develop more, more products. But what is it that you see for yourself? Uh, so wonderful question. I
1: pivot is meant to be a consumer brand and to be a beacon. Uh, I'm building this brand so that I can hopefully there's something out there that folks see that speaks differently uh, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and authentically, right? So, for example, with Pivot, you know, I'm focused on making sure our marketing, whether it's the music we choose on marketing to who is in our marketing is representative, uh, you know, I'm making sure that I'm attacking colorism I'm attacking ethnic everything and making sure this brand speaks authentically and is those who come behind me can see you can do that and be successful right so pivot's going to continue to grow we will not we are a solutions driven business we're not a, a phone case business we're not a mobile accessories only right. company. you are going to see our r and d we have a, a a you know that we had a lot of stuff cooking right and and mm-hmm. other materials and things and you'll start to see our brand. I'll tell you this. The reason we chose to go into doing cases is because everyone carries a phone okay. and everyone protects their, their device. So from a branding perspective, if I want to get my brand out quick and then be able to leverage it and flip that and pivot it, uh, if I get everybody carrying a phone case with my brand on it and logo and learn about me that way, I can go any other vertical because then you're going to go, oh man, I carry my phone as a pivot case. I'm going to use their, that pivot cable to charge now. I'm going to go use that Pivot. Like I, I joke with my, own, mm. my my business partner, Will, uh, I'm going to be ready to step out of Pivot when Starbucks and, and all the other uh, coffee companies around the world start using Pivot branded coffee stoppers. Because <laughs> there's got to be billions of those a year. <laughs> so you may not think about them because they're thin, short, right, but there's exactly. got to be a billion I mean, of them a year sitting in landfills because they are absolutely discarded. No one's thinking about recycling that. I don't. I get them. And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. So I'm, when you see that, Tony, you'll be like, Oh, I know Michael retired. Right. Cause uh, <laughs> I got there. And then, but on the flip, you're correct. I am, I am working on where I go next on my own because I, I feel like I have a wealth of, of experience to, to communicate mm-hmm. on. I'm decent in, in front of folks. And, uh, um, like I want to get into teaching next, uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, there's, I, I I, I never had a black male teacher my entire career, academic career. Wow. And I know the importance of that. I, I, I do part-time uh, volunteer teaching right now at the high school in my area, mm-hmm. uh, teaching entrepreneurism. And so, and I love it. I, I want to influence the generations behind and keep showing, you know, other ways to do and and to proceed. So uh, I envision myself going down that path. I envision myself, I spoke with a a business partner yesterday, envision going into doing some VC and private equity investing myself and making it easier for people like myself at this stage of business to have someone who knows and someone who's willing to take the risk and someone who's not going to be stuck with these rigid, you know, there's always... I was raised being told you have to do things two times better to be considered equal, right. not with what I'm going to do. I mean, you just have to have confidence, be good, have a good business plan and know what you're doing and be treated the same as others. That's so I'm going to go down that path as well. So take all of this and give it back.
2: Yeah. What, what do you think has been the hardest lesson you've learned as, as an entrepreneur? <laughs> and I know there, there's several because it's, it's just entrepreneurship is just not an easy Journey, um, particularly in the areas where where you are currently, but the hardest lesson so far,
1: to be very honest, has been on the financials. Yeah, and the confidence. Uh, so number one, it's not the hard lesson; it's a truth. Being yeah. an entrepreneur, you have to have you. I, I, in my coursework that I teach at the high school, I tell them all the time. I love Cuban food, for example. I would love to open a Cuban restaurant. I can promise you, I fell in the first year because I I got no background, no skill, no, there ain't no reason I should be doing it, although Mm -hmm. I like it. So you have to love what you're doing to be an entrepreneur. That's not a hard lesson. That's a fact because it is an up and down. There are days where you don't want to do it anymore. And there are times where you're like, look at what I've done. And then you get uh, six months in, a year in, year and a half, two years, all these different milestones. When you get to look back, you're like, whoa, look at what we've done. So yeah. it's not a hard to, you know, that's not a hard lesson on the difficulty of entrepreneurism and to go after it. Mm-hmm. The hardest lesson I've had so far is to manage through that the the reality and the fact that there is a lot of conversations and discussions that are presented in the world around those that have wanting to make available resources and do such. And, and to find it a lot of times so far has been lip service. You go through the hurdles, mm-hmm. you go through all of it. And people aren't willing to actually they move the goal, yeah. goalpost again and mm-hmm. then again. And I'm like, listen, you, to, you came to me and said you wanted to help my business because of these unique factors, the sustainability or the black owned. And then when I come back to you and offer you what you're asking, you move the goalpost. So you weren't really trying. That's been the hardest part of this, to be very honest, because I mm-hmm. have a credible product and brand and opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult to get the financials just to be able to do it. So you have to have the conviction, confidence, and learn how to manage debt and learn how to act yeah. for money. And you just have to learn as an entrepreneur how to get to the next step, it's what it is.
2: It is what it is, it is. So tell us all how we can support your product and where we can so find you. Our,
1: our products are available nationally in multiple retailers, uh, Target mm-hmm. stores. We're in about half the Target stores around the country and okay. in about a third of those. You'll see our displayers, which tell our the Pivot technology and shows the different products we make. Uh, we're in a national footprint with T-Mobile. Uh, we mm-hmm. are also in Best Buy stores nationally, and you'll see us in Verizon uh, in the second half of this year. And online, you can find us at Amazon, and you can buy direct from us at MyPivot.com, which is M-Y-P-I-V, as in Victor, E, as in Eric, t dot com and we spell phonetically, not the normal spelling. It's the phonetic right. spelling of pivot, P-I-V-E-T. Mm-hmm. So mypivot.com. dot okay, com. So you can find it.
2: And on on socials, you have your social set up. I, I know you're on LinkedIn, TikTok, and, LinkedIn,
1: Instagram, okay. Facebook. We're everywhere. trends or was it threads we're on threads now
2: right okay wow okay (laughs) very good very good well we would love to have you back to hear you know how you're progressing to hear about new products and to hear about new thoughts um yeah i'm really pleased that we were able to to have this conversation you were able to share your insights with our audience we wish you the best and um yeah just thank you for coming and sharing Sonia,
1: thank you for having me. This is a wonderful interview. I, I would just end with, uh, you know, the questions and the, the level of research that you've done on everything we've been doing is so heartening for me. Thank you. Like I get to walk oh, away you from this welcome. today knowing that like you're paying attention. People are seeing what I'm doing. So thank you very much.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you. And like I said, we look forward to seeing your growth and, and, and sharing and helping to, to contribute to your success. Um, so thank you. Um, and thank you all for listening to this interview. And we will see you again next week with another great guest.
0: The Business First Podcast is hosted and produced by Sonia Aline, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business First Podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast on social media on IG at business underscore first underscore podcast. Follow the Mean O-Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mean O-Line Media. Get the Mean Old line Media app in the App Store or Google Play. The Business First Podcast is a Mean Old line Media production. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.